0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, uh, Yaniv Asraf. I am uh, very pleased to have uh, Grace. Welcome to Exploring Arts Podcast.
1: Thank you, Yaniv. So we're gonna be discussing the um, the case study, specifically um, on what is art and we're going to be discussing Emmanuel Kant and his his view on beauty and what is aesthetic value.
0: <laughs> OK, sounds great.
1: So um, where do you want to start the discussion?
0: Um, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. We'll start it with some uh, questions, and we'll just, uh, I guess, answer each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just a basic question of, uh, you know, based on the, uh, the reading, um, how is ugliness to beauty? You know, as I was reading, I was basically um, coming up with a few questions from uh, the podcast number two, and uh, I wanted to bring it up in this third podcast about how is ugliness similar to beauty? I want to get your thoughts on that.
1: Mm. How is ugliness similar to beauty? Um, honestly, that is a very um, subjective uh, topic. Um, ever since I started reading the chapter two, the um, puzzles, puzzles about art and um, all was, you know, considering all the discussion that we were having um, based on what is actually beauty. Um, it, it's a very, very hard question to answer, honestly. But concerning the uh, chapter two, I would definitely say that um, it all just depends on the person, you know. Um, what what do you actually think it's similar between those two terms?
0: I think it's uh similar in respect to how people basically look at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: just like we how we did research on uh Emmanuel Kent, um, learning about him and learning about um, how apparently his mother was uh, very intelligent and very smart and the way that she looked at different uh, things in life. Uh, I think it's basically how a person perceives something. It's not mainly about how a person uh, feels towards it, but it could be just the look itself. Not exactly because somebody can have a different experience with something else and, and, that makes their view on it ugly or beautiful, but if you take that experience away and just look at something from a naked eye, it's either beautiful or it's not beautiful. So yeah, definitely, that's that's, that's just my my thoughts on it.
1: We can definitely see that at the beginning of the reading, um, where it says uh, the question: a beautiful mountain view, uh, where they say that for somebody else the mountains might look beautiful and for somebody it's just a mountain you know
0: exactly Uh, that's kind of what I was referring to that's honestly where I got my my uh that's honestly where I got my information to back up my opinion from from that question yeah from the mountain of the the mountain story with the four people and um that fourth the first hiker ended up telling the the fourth hiker that it's about how just it's perceived without taking the experience away from it
1: yeah the same thing happened with the remains of the inca palace where they said that uh one of the one of the hikers said the same thing that uh he he thought it was beautiful and more in that sense i just think it's a term of like uh learning how to appreciate beauty or just simply just you know <laughs> each and every one of the different opinions that we can actually found in, in different um, perspectives too. So- Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have another question. What do you think, um, what do you find aesthetically pleasing in an artwork?
0: Uh,
1: like based on the, on the research that we did on, on Kant and uh, the case study, like the active reading form.
0: So, what I find aesthetically pleasing in artwork, um, honestly, is not the color, but how, but how it's brushed. Basically, is like I like the way that a painting is kind of brushed. You know, I don't like a painting that looks kind of like an outline or like a splatter kind of. Or the colors to me don't matter. What matters to me is basically. Um, how the artist really brushes um, the painting when he's creating the picture he wants to kind of uh, depict.
1: Okay, so you're talking about the mediums used and techniques used, right? Exactly. Okay, so I mean that's actually that's that's a perfect example of we're trying to um to mix, to explain here. You know, um, you you find that kind of artwork and technique specific technique. Um, aesthetically pleasing, and 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 you know that's that's the whole beauty of art, um, right? Because I just I just think that's that's a term of um, each and, and one of us just having our own preferences, you know. Um, but if we're gonna see it in in Manuel's Kant um, point of view, you know, um, he actually defines beauty as as being judged through like, um, another experience based on taste, which I read that and was actually very, very peculiarly, like, you know, it, it, that's not something we would have thought that will go through, um, you know, as a way of finding something aesthetically pleasing or, or valuable. Yeah. Like what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, if he's basing, um, His opinion like if the way that he finds something aesthetically pleasing is of his taste Mm -hmm. then that's to me that's just pure opinion because my taste can be different than his taste so he's not actually you know coming up with uh, a factual reason for something being beautiful like If it's just like, to me, when I hear the word taste, kind of, Mm -hmm. I just think, oh, this is my taste. This is the way that I look at it. And it can be different than somebody else's taste because either my experience with it or um, the way I've dealt with something or if I've been there many times or if I have seen it many times, Mm -hmm. then As to somebody who probably hasn't seen it before or hasn't been there or hasn't experienced with it. So the first time they're seeing it, their taste could be different than like the 10th time that I've experienced it or or seen it. So when when I hear him talking about taste, it kind of means to me that he finds something aesthetically pleasing more opinionated than actually having a factual basis for coming up with that with that Maybe reason, like
1: basic like giving an actual like um background on its theory you mean
0: yeah exactly
1: okay got it I mean he he definitely did like elaborate a little bit more in his um critique of judgment um that I actually had the opportunity to read a little bit about um but definitely he he like A little bit more forward in the in the critique, he said that the experience of beauty is actually something that we feel. So it's something that let's say we can base it on some previous um, experience that we've had, Um, let's say, in the morning when we're waking up and we hear the birds singing. Well, some of people, I mean, most of the people will find that pleasing or or simply just like fresh, you know what I mean? Like, like attractive rather than maybe one day that you're feeling happy, you wake up and, and you're, you stare out the window and it's, it's raining. You know, it's, it's all about how it makes you feel, emotions, taste, what you, because in my case, I, I love rainy days. So for me, um, waking up a rainy day, I will feel very cozy and, and, and I love that feeling, but that's my taste, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And honestly, in my taste for for rainy days is that, yes, it is nice to stay home, but I also think it's also, you know, a great day to be somewhere indoors. You know, for me, my preference is that when it's sunny and it's really nice and hot outside, that um, I go out and I I be outside rather than than stay indoors. So when Kant kind of says, you know, that it's all about the taste, yeah, I I, I agree a little bit with what he's saying.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, then like continuing continuing um with uh with our case study specifically, um, we saw that um, in like uh, something that an example that was discussed by Kant uh, specifically about the song of Of birds, which is something I literally just um, explained. Um, He said that the joyfulness and contentment with existence of the singing of birds is what we interpret interpret as nature. But later on, he says the same thing I just mentioned. You know, um, it's it's all about like the person and like the instances, it's just, it's a little bit dense, but it's just a human imitation of, you know, of what we actually find pleasing, right? So moving a little bit on, um, I have a question for you. Does the beauty of an object impact the way we see it?
0: Does the beauty of an object impact the way we see it? Um, yes, it does. Really? Um, I think, I think the beauty of an object impacts the way we see it.
1: How can you base that, like, how can you, like, prove that point based on the case study that we just, um, did, like, the research on in Kant and- Oh, oh, based off, (laughs)
0: oh, based off Kant's (laughs) research? Oh, then, then I would say it doesn't have an impact. I was asked, I thought you were asking for my opinion.
1: Okay, I want I want you to give I want you to give me both to see how we can um prove Kant's theory too. Because it's a it's a very um dense and and at the same time, I don't want to say broad, but it is a bit confusing to some people to actually define what he means by beauty. Um, but I want to hear both. What what do you have to say about that?
0: Yeah, so according to Kant's um theory in that song of birds he actually goes through it and he says um you know about if there was a kid you know kind of hiding in a bush and he was playing uh, you know a pipe or something with his mouth and we wouldn't hear and it would sound exactly like a bird it would sound exactly like something that comes from nature mm-hmm. but in reality it's not and since we can't see him, we might honestly perceive it as actual nature. So that's kind of one of the examples he gives um, for, to prove this theory that beauty in the sense that it doesn't matter what's making the noise. It doesn't matter if it's a human or a bird or if it's something that's beautiful or ugly that's making the noise. The fact is that the noise overall sounds the same and the noise sounds like it's coming from nature. So that would basically be the basis to his um, to his theory that beauty of an object actually um, doesn't impact the way we see it.
1: Okay, that, that was a really good answer. But now when I go like a little bit more in depth, a little bit more philosophical here, what would you say is nature again based on his theory like what what does nature actually stand for in this case because Mm -hmm. you're saying you're saying that if you can't see it but you can hear it you know it's nature but how do you know it's not a recording you you know what i'm saying like what were you saying that case
0: yeah um in that case i would say that i guess nature like if you ask me I think that Kant is kind of um, using nature as a way of explaining that. um, I don't know exactly how to say that. It's like, that it's real kind of because something that comes from nature is like real. So it's not something that's, you know, recorded or something that's like made in a, in a like kind of like a roundabout way with technology or something it's something that's coming straight from you know somebody's mouth or somebody's vocal cords or okay, or organic. an instrument to portray what you know the sound is supposed to sound like
1: got it got it so you mean like something just like more organic something yeah
0: like- or, that's the word i was looking for organic organic
1: got it got it yeah um so a little more, a little more um, in depth with what Kant has to say with um, this whole uh, case study based on what is actual, you know, like beauty or what do we find aesthetically pleasing. Um, he, he mentions that he promotes the cultivation of mental powers for sociable communication. I, I read that and it really like really caught my attention because promoting the cultivation of mental powers means that so the whole concept of beauty is based on like like what's in our head you know what's what's in our in our our mind or what do we actually like cultivate which it's it was actually the word i was looking for what do we cultivate in order to find everything else beautiful or or pleasing, or just, you know, I, I just believe that taste itself would be promoted through experiences and through, you know, again, the word cultivating, which for me is crucial in this discussion, because it pretty much sums up what we actually um would say is the, the reason why we find things beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you understand, like, the whole, because <laughs> this is actually a very um, in-depth, uh, like.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It's super in-depth. It's very philosophical. Mm-hmm. And philosophy is honestly not one of my strong suits. But <laughs> after after diving in a little bit to, uh, to what Kant had to say about uh, beauty, it really opened um, my mind a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, at first, when I, I read about it, I was like, what is art? Like, what, what is what is beauty? You know, I was a little bit, um, I was like shocked. I was like, yeah. So if you ask that question to somebody, they're going to be like, yeah, that's beauty. So I found, let's say in a beauty pageant, you're going to choose like the most beautiful girl, let's say, for example, right? In that case.
0: Yeah. Oh, that reminds me the of most the most
1: beautiful girl. Huh?
0: Oh, keep going, keep going.
1: <laughs> So choosing the most beautiful girl out of a bunch of, let's say, a hundred is very subjective. You know, it's, it's something that I could be saying that, let's say um, someone in particular, in particular has something in their face or their hair or whatever that I find beautiful. But you might say like, oh, no, I don't find that beautiful. You know, but <clears throat> some people, the word beauty is just very simple and it, it shouldn't be that way, you know. Like it's all about yeah. real, like appreciation of what beauty is, but again, something very subjective.
0: Exactly, and that that example you gave reminded me of uh, what we read in chapter two, mm-hmm. um, the beauty contest, the girl who um, basically sued the judges because of the fact that she lost. I mean, Did
1: you believe that, that they,
0: okay. they based it? They they based it purely off beauty, you know, they didn't base it off, you know, the way she might've walked down the aisle or what dress she was wearing, you know, they based it really out of like natural beauty. And that's, I don't think what she understood. She took beauty into more depth. Like she took it deeper and said, no, beauty is also about talent and personality and, you know, intelligence and things like that. So.
1: Mm -hmm no definitely in that aspect it's very true but like when you're when you're like when you see like a, a wider um, view on what like beauty pageants like promote again we're discussing right now that beauty is something very subjective right so putting right. like let's say six six people just judging um, girls and saying okay so this is what we find beautiful and this is what we don't find beautiful is is very, I don't want to say unfair, but it's, it's very um complicated to understand. Like, I don't see where, you know, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Like, it's, it's very, um, I really don't want to say unfair, but it, again, like moving towards our discussion, it's, it's just plain subjective, plain subjective. Um, so you, you put on, uh, I don't know if we already discussed this already, you know, the part where where we said that uh what is aesthetic value did we discuss that already
0: what is aesthetic no we didn't we didn't discuss that
1: okay what do you find what is aesthetic value actually
0: yeah no yeah we did um what do we find aesthetically pleasing but um Mm -hmm. what i believe to be aesthetic value um is basically how much like how much it means to me like It doesn't matter how beautiful something is. um, It's whatever's more valuable, you know, whatever I can take the most from it or whatever I can use the most and the best in, you know, in any situation. It's how appealing and appreciative I am for, for something rather than just, oh, that's beautiful or that's ugly or, you know, it's kind of like how much more I appreciate it
1: that's actually that's actually really like a really nice um analysis like appreciating like i i when i saw the word like aesthetic value like the whole like question itself uh i merely thought about you know appreciating like it's sort of like a like a rank you know like you right know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah
0: because something that's valuable you know you you appreciate it more so it's something that you take more into consideration, and it's something that you know you you have in your thoughts more often.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um. Oh,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I want to thank you. Uh, I guess uh, that's that's all we have for uh for tonight
1: got it
0: i want to thank you you for uh joining us so much today uh grace it was a great talk great podcast um i really appreciate it this unfortunately concludes uh exploring arts podcast and uh i hope you guys all subscribe to the exploring art podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud you know wherever you get your uh podcasts from uh thank you for listening and please join us soon and remember to stay curious